Welcome back to the Riders Podcast. In this episode, we sat down with Chris Tawier, the Riders' most recent sign-in, to talk about his basketball journey from Milton Keynes over to the US and then back here to Leicester. Remember to subscribe to the Riders Podcast on iTunes, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tweet your comments at Riders Beeble. We hope you enjoy the episode. Nice. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you're settling well so far with the Riders. How's things been since uh, joining the team? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Um, things have been going great with the team. Um, they're welcoming me fine. Um, coach has been breaking things down for me, making everything easy for me. Um, so far, I'm enjoying it, enjoying being here. and I feel like I've been here for longer than I already have. Nice, nice. So the idea of this podcast really is just to give the fans a little bit of an insight to your journey. Um, let's go back to the start. How did you how did you start playing? What age did you start? Okay, so originally um, the goal was to be a professional football player, and um, when I was uh, sixteen years old, when I picked up the basketball from scratch, I was um, I was out with my friends trying to find some more friends we can play. I think at least six or seven aside, and then um, on my way to knocking for I think my fourth friend, <laughs> um, there was a coach. Um, there was a coach by the park, and um, he was working with the Milton Keynes Lions. That's originally when uh, London Lions was in Milton Keynes. And his name is uh, Freddie Wilson. And he asked me, hey, you're tall, you know, do you play basketball? And I said, no, I'm, I'm a football player. And he said, have I ever played basketball? And I said, no, 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 I'm definitely going to be a football player. So we, I, he eventually convinced me to go into the park with him and play some basketball. And one of the first things he said to me was, um, can you dunk? I said, uh, what's a dunk? So he explained to me what a dunk was, and then like, you know, I did it first time. He was kind of you know, impressed that I could do that. Then we played, I think, I think it was a two-on-two two or three-on-three. And I just seemed to have a basic understanding of the game pretty early. So he said there was a three-on-three three tournament coming up, and he would like me to enter it. I was like, ah, yeah, okay, fine, I'll enter it. So we had about three weeks of basketball training, um, made a team out of the locals that was there at the time that wanted to go. Um, we went to the 3-on-3 three three tournament, to everyone's surprise, I guess, to mine, most, we actually got to the final. And uh, so I think it was going to be a cake was like, oh, we got to the final, we're about to win it. And then we lost. But um, it wasn't the fact that we lost, it was the, it was the fact that there were some coaches there. And the coaches there were the Milton Keynes Lions basketball coaches. Both were um, Vince McCauley and Nigel Lloyd. And um, they told me to, you know, I should definitely drop the, uh, drop the football and pick up a basketball. You know, begin, uh, when I heard that, I was thinking, no, because I've been playing football for most of my life. And, you know, you, as, as most young people think, you, you can't convince people that they're not going to be a professional footballer. But, you know, I, I trusted that. I uh, joined the under-16s team. Um, my first year, we went to the final, the Short Shot Cup in Manchester. No, yeah, in Manchester. We lost that. And, um, but, you know, fortunately for us, we won the actual national championship in Sheffield. So that's when I really, I guess, cared for basketball after that. Then after that, I joined the um, Milton Keynes College Academy, which was linked with the Milton Keynes Lions, um, coached there by Mike New. I was there for two years. In between my time from picking up the basketball and um, finishing up the college, I was invited to 
um, to play for the England, the East England team or the South England. I can't remember which one I played. I think I played with the uh, South England team. Um, also got selected to play for the England under-18s in the Cherbourg, a French tournament. Um, so, yeah, that was the time in between picking up a basketball and the college. That's what I did in between that. It's like a quick transition. Yeah. Quick, quick building straight into England program. Oh, yeah. Size, size helping you along the way a little bit. Yeah, that that, that definitely helped. Um, but how was that? How was that experience in the national team? First thing to honestly, to I didn't really players underst- have been playing a little longer. And- I didn't really understand. Like it, it didn't really sink in. Like basketball really didn't sink into me until I think my sophomore year of college. That's when I really like like I'm playing basketball. At first, I was just doing it because. You know, I, I I was told I was good at it and I was getting by through it, but that's when I took it on for myself. So when I was with the England under 18 team, you know, I understand what it meant, but I still didn't have that natural like drive or love for the game. Uh, it was still developing. Yeah, that's it was still developing. It's a lot different to to some people. So. Yeah. So you know, for so I had um, there was a UK elite camp that I got invited to, and down there was. Two coaches from the states, uh, one from Williston in uh, North Dakota, and uh, another one from uh, Iowa. I'm um, Iowa Central Community College. Um, I got offered a scholarship to go to Iowa Central, so I went there, and um, I was told that I was going to have a full scholarship. And I went there. I had to pay um, like it's like a partial scholarship. So I was able to stay for the first year, but the second year I'd have to look for a school that could, you know cover my full expenses. I, was, I couldn't be in the state. I couldn't afford that. So I moved to a school in uh, Texas. So I went from Iowa to Texas. It's a big change. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I was just there. So, But now I look back and I was like, wow, that's, that's a big, big change. <laughs> so I moved to Texas, uh, Frank Phillips College, coached by um, Chris Hackett. He's from Sheffield, English coach. Um, he really helped me in the state. That's when I really, like, that was the point at which, okay, this is yeah, something I really want to do. Yeah, because, you know, I wanted to play Division One basketball. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to have some sort of drive to, to want to do that. Um, I got recruited. I was being, I had interest from a number of schools, a number of good D1s, well, mid-major D1 schools. Um, Georgia State, um, uh, Texas Arlington, um, Wright, uh, Wright State, just you know, some mid-major schools, but the the one that I signed with was A and M Corpus Christi, Texas A and M Corpus Christi. But unfortunately, I wasn't cleared to play NCAA Division One, um, so I transferred to a NAIA. What was it like that second year in college from a playing standpoint? Like, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Like, how was the recruiting process before you kind of made that move? Um, it was exciting because. You know, in junior college, that's what it's basically all about, is to try and, you know... Try and move on. Yeah, so, um, you know, sometimes you say, the coach will come up to you and say, hey, um, there's this guy in the stands today. Or, this, you know, I, I got a phone call from this school, they're, they're looking at you, or, you know, there's this coach in the gym just because he's in the gym. So, yeah. that was exciting in terms of that. Um, but, you know, I... I had serious interest from A&M Corbett's Christie. They came to some of my games, spoke to the head coach quite often. So, you know, I just, I was set on that. My yeah. eyes set on that. 
Right. So then, once you got there, how was the, the process? Eligibility is something that you know, a number of British guys have gone mm-hmm. through and had. Yeah, yeah that was because you, yeah. that was because when I was in England, I had um, I didn't take my SATs, which yeah. would have helped me. But you know, I, I I wasn't aware of that at the time. I didn't take my SATs. So I wasn't fully prepared. If I if I knew if I took basketball more seriously and I was more prepared, I would have definitely taken my S, uh, SATs. You know, also I didn't help myself as well because I didn't take um, my education as serious as I could have when I was in England anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of put myself in a hole with, with that, but, you know. It worked okay, ended up in NIA school? Yeah, I um, mean... How was I'll, that? Um, well, there's... I didn't know there was such thing as an, an all-black school or historically black school, so that was, like, huge change to me. You know, I was used to, used to the, the diversity of, mm-hmm. of, of students, you know, especially in England. Like, the majority of students are Caucasian or white. So going to an old, uh, predominantly black school was was definitely different. It took me about half of that year, or half of the term, the first semester, to get used to things. Um, go used to it, and then it was, it was fine after that. So what was it like on the court in that time? Um, so I was ineligible for my first year because I played with, um, I had some games with the pro team, yeah, Milton Keynes Lions, so I was, they took away my um, junior year. So I was just practicing with the team and you know getting my education through. How is that? How's that as a process to go through kind of a season without without playing games? So that's something that, again is very foreign to people that I mean, red shirt or on the outside it probably looked like you know you've lost a year, but for me I was able to you know take my have more time for class, have more time for my education, and just train you know behind the scenes just get ready. Yeah. So like, I didn't see it as anything bad, but I guess you, if you're looking on the outside, you say, oh, I only had three years of um, college basketball, but that's just the outside. How did that help you, I guess, going into your, into your final year at Wiley? I mean, I was prepared. I knew the, knew the sets. I knew what the competition looked like. You know, I, so my, when I came into my second year, I was pretty much top three, top two rebounder in the nation. Um, by Christmas... Oh, for the Christmas break, I was number one, and then uh, I had a, I found out I had some fluid build up in my um, my elbow, and then that in January I had to have two surgeries to remove the fluid, which basically took me out for the rest of the season, and um, that was basically my college. So I only played my senior year up until January, I would say, and then the rest was just back to school, finishing my education. But you know, I don't. Uh, as I said, on the outside looking in, you think, ah, man, you know, that's unfortunate. You don't really play much. But on the inside, you know, I think God blessed me in, the, in terms of allowing me to really have a chance, a second chance to take my education more seriously. And now I've been able to graduate, you know, I have a degree to fall back on. Whereas before I was playing basketball, I didn't take my education as seriously. So, you know, that is, I look at it, you know, that's the blessing that I got out of it. Absolutely. It's, uh really good so then going through that final year I guess once the injury happened mm-hmm. uh, did you have in your mind that you wanted to play professionally afterwards uh, yeah I had there's no choice man like <laughs> after you go through all of that it's you gotta finish it off so yeah so what was that like you talking to agents or, or like you know do you talk like stay connected with people that kind of yeah. graduated and playing pro everything I did everything I 
I don't think I had a limit on anything I did. I reached out to um, Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, never heard from back from him. I reached out to local, not local pros, but, um, you know, reachable pros that had played in the States and that went overseas to play. Um, some uh, English uh, English pros, um, some other agents. Like, it was just a wide reach. I was trying to, trying to I, I had no limit on, you know, trying to get my foot into the door. Absolutely. And then what was that process like, kind of you know, settling on an agent or where you wanted At to go? At first, it was really fun. It was really fun, like, finding new agents, getting talked to. But then the seriousness of it kicked in. And it's like, you know, well, this is, this is a big deal because you have to pick someone that you're going to trust. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after talking to three, four, five different people, you start hearing similar things and you start hearing different things. And you think, well, okay, I really need to pick the right person for this because it's now it's a business it's not just you know fun and games talking to agents and they, you know talking to this that's become your livelihood yeah yeah you realize okay this is real you know this is going to affect where i play and how my career starts out mm-hmm. um luckily i found at the time i found a, the the best agent i had was the agent i signed with pretty much was on the same wavelength as me we were both thinking the same thing so that's who I decided to go with. Mm-hmm. Nice, and that led you to then, obviously coming back to, you come back to the UK a little bit and then Czech Republic afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I came home after school mm-hmm. and then I signed to play in Czech Republic when I was in England, just you know, finishing school and ex- ex- uh, enjoying my summer back home. Nice, so then what was it like, touchdown in the Czech Republic, uh, first pro experience? I want to say... Okay, the best way I could describe it was a dream come true, but a hard, like, in a, in a hard a way. A reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like, wow, I'm really doing it. You know, I'm a pro, flying on a plane to out the Czech Republic. You know, they met me, the car with the logo. I was like, ah, you know, this is great. You know, this is amazing. But then you realize, you know, you're really, this is real work. You know, like, it's cutthroat. And there's people that really want to be where you are. So... And I didn't take that for granted, but it just made me open my eyes out a bit more. You know, they, this is, isn't a joke. You know, this is this is real life. And especially my first paycheck when I was able to, like, when I got paid and I was like, wow, yeah, this is really how I'm li- how I'm living now. Like, and I sent money for my mom, and I can see like the change it brought. I was like, wow, you know. Then after that month on, I was like, okay, I'm I'm taking this serious, like even more than I have been. What was the team like? Did the coach coach in English and was there so, language barriers? Right. So what, how that was, was the coach would speak in Czech and we would have a translator or two translators. Our translator at the time was the captain. He spoke, you know, reasonably good English. So the coach would speak and then either at the same time or just after the coach is about to finish speaking, he would basically summarize or translate what he's saying, depending on how important it is to us. If it was really important, he would say exactly how it is. If it, if it was just something which he needed to hear, he would summarize it. He, or if it wasn't even talking to us, he would say, okay, he's talking to the Czech players. He's, he's basically saying that, you know, the, I don't know, let's say, for example, the, the guards need to do a better job of, I don't know, kicking the ball early or something. So, you know, it wouldn't relate to what... Me personally, but he would just say, this is what's going on. Yeah, so at least, like, I know, you know, what's happening. Other, other imports on the team as well? Yeah, so I, so I came over first. Um, another import, Malcolm Brooks, came over second. 
and then later on in the year, no, 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 we had another, we had another big, another uh, American big, Ryan Canty. He came, and then we our last import at the time was a point guard, uh, Terrell Lipkins. Right. How was that? Were you guys able to sort of kind of be tight within the team? Yeah, yeah, we were. We were we all clicked well in terms of like the foreign players. We mm-hmm. we clicked really well. We clicked well with the Czech players. Everything was really good the first year. First year, I, like you know, I was happy to come back. Mm-hmm. So you resigned for that team. Yeah, I resigned. Yeah, I resigned. and then how was that then coming back? Ah, changed things. Things changed up. Um, we did really well preseason. We won the preseason tournament that we've never won before. But um, uh. Team chemistry issues happened, and because it's a small club, and uh, you have like supporters that have, I won't say influence, but are heavily involved with the team. Mm-hmm. When team chemistry divides and splits up, you know it, it seeps into them as well. So people that you would walk past and saying hi to would, you know, will stop saying hi hi to you. So then you know you feel away from the team, and they, you know you can tell that they don't really want you to be there anymore, or they have a certain attitude towards you mm-hmm. so you know you could feel that and you could see that but you know I try to tough through that I, you know, I've, I've been through some not best of situations but you know I was just trying to get through that going but you know other stuff other financial stuff happened where I felt it was best for me to not be in that environment anymore right, so decision made to, to sort of leave come back home um, how did it how did it play out to end up you know being involved uh, with us Coach got in touch, was able to get me to come for a workout. Um, came for a workout, things went well. They were, um, they wanted to have me here. They needed the player, you know. They needed what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously joining a, a team that's top of the league like this, you know, you want to be here. So you want to impress and you want to show, you know, you are worthy of being here. So. I was able to do that to the, for the for the coach, and you know he wanted me to be here, and I'm happy to be here. Nice. That's interesting. I guess timing for us with the Commonwealth Games, and you know, knowing that Andy and Shane are, are leaving for you to come yeah, in and see, have a have I'm, an impact. Yeah. See, I'm a Christian, you see, so I always have my faith with God, and I, you know, I always feel like He always put me in a situation that, well, He wouldn't put me in a who. <laughs> Don't have to explain this, but he, I just have faith in God to put me in the best situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, joining the team late, obviously you've had it was kind of, I guess, nice. Whilst the the trophy final, you weren't able to play. You were able to travel with the team. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like to be around? You know, the the success, but also the guys. You know, travel. It's a long bus journey up. Mm-hmm. Able to have some conversations and you know, hotel time and all that sort of stuff. Man, it was just great to be a part of that. You know the whole build-up of it, the the media coverage, and you know seeing what the work, what it takes to to not only get there but prepare for that. And, and I haven't been a part of a of a profession like a major professional cup final ever. So that was a fantastic experience. I I learned from that. So you know next time I go into another final, at least. I'm not, you know, wide-eyed, bushy tail. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of seen what this is like and what the, t- the type of focus you got to bring for that. Nice. Well, we'll, we'll leave it there. Hopefully, we'll uh, be able to have that final experience once more time in there this season. We look forward to seeing you on the court and good luck. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.